1: especially
2: in the case of new evidence it shouldn't be taken seriously so just don't
0: each generation of children has their own set of characters they grow up with entertaining them as youngsters In the early 1800s, Dr. Syntax was making English children laugh with glee and what I can only describe after checking them out is pictures of an old man dressed up holding babies with adult faces. Gertie the Dinosaur creeped children out in the early 1900s and when television came along, legends were born. Popeye the Sailor, Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes crew, Scooby-Doo, the Flintstones, the Jetsons, I could go on and on. The legendary shows we all grew up on were shows our parents also knew and watched as well but as time and technology evolve, as does the programming on television. In the 80s, a new brand of cartoon was born, and in fact, it wasn't a cartoon at all, and the character was in living rooms all over the country, having kids scream like maniacs at random words that were said, leaving parents wondering what the absolute fuck was going on. Paul Rubens took a character he developed at an underground comedy club, Pee Wee Herman, and transformed himself into one of TV's biggest kid stars. The trademark gray suit, five sizes too small, and red bow tie look of Pee-wee Herman was one of the most recognizable images of that time, and the cast of characters that appeared on the show is legendary. Who didn't love what Curtis the Cowboy was going to tell us that day, or what insight John B. the Genie was going to lay on us? What is also legendary about Paul Rubens or Pee-wee Herman is the amount of jokes that were and are still told about him jerking off in a triple X movie theater back in the day. The jokes about Pee-wee's wee-wee were just too easy. And he's lucky this all went down before the internet was too popular. Pee-wee's persona was again beaten a few years later after another scandal had him in jail for potential underage sexual material. Let's face it, no matter how good your PR team is, when your police reports use the phrases openly masturbating and child pornography, you know the big adventure is over. But is the man that had many of us mesmerized on Saturday mornings really the giant pervert society seemed to make him out to be? Did Pee-wee place healthy boundaries between pleasure and profession? And what is the etiquette at a Triple X Theater where you're sitting there watching porn with a bunch of other dudes? We'll dive into these questions and more in this (laughs) crazy episode of Asshole
3: Court. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. Uh (laughs) Ah.
0: All right. Want to give a big shout out for the show's recommendation. It was jubaka 90 from Instagram that gave us the recommendation to do Paul Rubens. So we're going to pretty much call him Pee Wee Herman from here on out. That's yes. Safe to say. That's interesting. Jubaka is a play on Chewbacca with right. uh,
1: sounding like Randy did just with a. Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> a, a yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Thanks, Julie. Yeah. Like jubaka yeah, 90 Good call, man. Yeah. Excellent suggestion. Awesome. You guys ready to dive into the Inbox? Always. You guys probably know where we're headed with this one. Well, it's, yes. 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 All right. So, normally from the Inbox, we read a lot of five-star reviews, and we appreciate the hell out of those, and mm. those really energize us and keep us going. But uh, we are also good... Uh, sports. Sports. Yes. And we take uh, critical feedback well. Yeah. We like the criticism. That's absolutely right. And if I don't we, like the criticism. We, we
1: respect the criticism.
0: We respect Sometimes, it. Sometimes. Not really. I not mean, I'm not going to trash
1: whoever says it. <laughs> what was it? Hank?
0: Uh, Hank House. Hank House. Hank House. Yeah. 66, yeah.
2: right? Hank House 66. We had... Not, uh, not that we keep track or anything. Oh, no. I'm not bitter at all. It wasn't from a year <laughs> plus ago. We've got,
1: like, that Billy Madison name
0: list. that yeah, right. That's oh, right. man. I saw... It. Did you send me that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah buddy. Yeah. All right. We'll dive into that at some other time. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'll dive into um, our inbox this week. Fellas, it is a one star yeah. review that we got. One wah, wah, star, wah, 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 wah. and this is from Preliminary Scores Cucumber on Apple Podcasts from Australia. Okay, so somebody from Australia. The title of it was "Not Too Impressed," and first of all, they misused two and only included one o. Didn't have the second o as the correct uh, exactly pronunciation We're not, not going to get petty. I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm, exactly, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. So not too impressed. Or not too impressed, but yeah. anyhow, it reads, Michael, Buddy, and Randy. First of all, they Uh, they used your full name. Is my mom writing (laughs) this? Did I just get in trouble? (laughs) You're in trouble. Full on, Michael. Michael, Buddy, and Randy. Your podcast may be funny to some, but it contains an abundance of swear words, which are not appropriate for the topic that you're discussing. What's worse than this is that you can laugh about absolutely horrific matters that shock the nation about murders and heinous horrible assaults to women not impressive well also shock the nation Are you talking about
2: australia Are you talking about the us and also australians have taken swearing to like a high art form so I feel like we don't swear enough for most Aussies. They are
0: like the template for good yeah, cussing. Yeah,
2: they call their friends cunts. Exactly. That's like for real. Like their best That's a friends. term of
3: endearment. Yes. The
0: Brits and the Australians
2: yeah. have great
3: cussing etiquette. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's, So, I mean, honestly, it sounds like this person is likely my mom's age. It might be my mom lying and saying she's from Australia. Using a VPN. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my mom doesn't know how to use a VPN. My mom doesn't know how to get pictures off of her camera <laughs> onto a computer. I don't know. I honestly, this one felt
0: very much like uh, a teacher. It did feel like we were being scolded yeah, a little yeah. bit. And and I don't give a fur <laughs> <laughs> You
3: but fucking I mean,
1: cunt! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I think that we are able to laugh about everything, but we also cover everything. And while we can laugh at it for two seconds, we also address the seriousness of it as
0: well. Without so, a doubt. I, I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and defend us. We... We probably laugh at some inappropriate shit at times, but at the same time, I do feel like we keep it real in terms of not laughing at people who had bad things happen to them. That's true. and Especially
2: women. We have plenty of women fans and... You know, it's a comedy podcast. We and say in the beginning, don't take what we have to say very seriously. Yeah, for real. And Cucumber, you should hear some of the shit we edit out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Or just before this show, yeah. actually. Don't think for a minute we're not talking about your name. <laughs> awesome. You guys ready to dive into some pre-show scores for our boy, Pee Wee Herman? Mikey, let's lead us off. Um, okay, this, is, this,
2: this show is going to check off so many boxes for me. Nostalgia. Nice, love it. Check. I mean, massive
0: Pee-wee, uh, big adventure fan. All right, he's so, a
2: playhouse fan.
0: So, Mike, you know I love you to death, mm-hmm. and you are my brother. Um, Do I look like Pee-wee? So the suit that Mikey oh, is wearing. Oh, oh yes, yeah. you did wear the Pee Wee Herman suit. <laughs> I should have. I, honestly, it is true. When, uh, when I actually showed up I know. tonight
2: and I, I th- saw this. And I have, I actually have, I did debate this because I have a a red bow tie from a fucking physician I, dinner I, really I had to wish, go to. I really oh, wish you'd brought that I on. wish Man. I had to. I thought about it because I was like, if I had the red bow tie, I would just fucking slay so when I showed up. So for
0: our audience, uh, it's, a, it's a random week night, and we have to do this sometimes to record and we yep. meet after work. and. Yep. Mikey came in his workout fit, and it is uh, a gray suit. It's a gray suit with a white, white shirt. Up. Yeah. And if it was five sizes too small, and he had a red bow tie on, he crushing it would look just like Pee Wee so Herman tonight.
2: It is true. I love
0: this. And I honestly, with that red, I have it,
2: and I, I, I just, I didn't get it this morning. I really did mean to do this and i forgot the maybe bow-tie. we make the artwork for the show me yeah no. <laughs> In your suit no All no right. no 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 that can that can happen for multiple reasons uh, <laughs> as you alluded to this is what i'm wearing coming from
0: work so <laughs> anyways I, yeah what do you think about a pre-show mikey what do you got him uh i you know i feel
2: like he got just absolutely bombed on for something that I mean and we'll get into this more for sure but like those porno places were pretty much just Jack Shacks, so like What else are you supposed to do there, right?
0: That's what I was talking about in the etiquette, like, in the intro read. Yeah. What's that? Like, you're there for one reason.
2: Yeah, you're not going to just, like, download that in your brain and then go beat (laughs) off. You're not going to make it. And uh, truth be told, like, thank God. (laughs) You're not going to make
1: it. (laughs) It's not going to be as good. No.
2: Thank God that we live in a time now where pornography is easily accessible in your pocket yeah phones uh, laptops whatever it is because uh, you know our 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 ancestors were forced to go to porno theaters and do (laughs) this sort of thing now i don't know about the the second charge you talked about i'm sure we're going to get into that but i pre-score i'm a massive pb herman fan uh, and I liked Paul Rubens too in a lot of the stuff he did. He was great in the movie. Blow. Oh yeah. uh, fantastic. And I always was sort of rooting for him to be like, yeah, a comeback. And not like that sounds like a really bad <laughs> <laughs> term. Yeah. Um, yeah. but but I, I'm gonna start him off at a four. I think that he was like a regular dude who had a beloved character and uh, you know, he
0: just wrong place, wrong time. All right, pre-show. Mikey's got him at a four, four. wearing his Pee-wee Herman costume. Correct, buddy. Where do you have
1: Pee-wee Herman pre-show? All right, so um, getting ready for the show, I started to kind of like review some of his, you know, earlier stuff. And man, he's got some really good works out oh, there. Oh, He's funny. Mm-hmm. He's a funny guy. I went back and watched a little bit of uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and so good. It is so good. So the only good. parts that I don't like is more like when he's doing the. I oh, know you are, but what am I? know oh, yeah. you are, but what am I? Yeah, you but know,
2: that like, was like the uh the, the
1: language of my like first grade playground.
3: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Ha, ha.
1: Meant to do that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the uh, man, there's so much good comedy in there. Mm-hmm. Large Marge scared the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. Nightmare Fuel. God. But, I mean, great movie mm-hmm. overall. And like how Mikey mentioned, one of my favorite movies is Blow, mm-hmm. and uh, we all have a friend uh, named Derek that was called Derek for real for forever. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because of that character. Yep. And I didn't even realize that uh, one of my favorite movies uh, as a kid was Flight of the Navigator. Oh, yeah. yeah. He uh, was he Yeah, he was the voice. He was voice. the voice of the ship. Um, today I learned. There yeah. you go. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, I got some other shit for y'all Uh-oh. in this episode. All <laughs> right.
1: So I went into his IMDB. Yeah. And I uh, was just kind of going through, just seeing what I knew him, you know, remembered him from. And in 1986 he was in a music video with Brian Adams uh Brian summer, Adams. <laughs> summer of 69, yeah. uh, Adams Summer of 69. He was in the Summer of 69. No no no. Brian Adams yeah, Summer of 69 heaven. Yeah. That you know that Brian Adams. You
0: know it's true. Mhm. Everything <laughs> I do. Oh, I'll do jack
1: off on, on you. you. In 86 Brian Adams came out with a Christmas song called uh, Reggae Christmas. Okay. A white guy came out with this. Yeah. And they did a video for it, and it's like... Um, it inspired snow later on. <laughs> I, I decided to pull it up for you guys, because I, I went and watched this, and I was like, holy shit. It has Pee Wee in there, and uh, they're all in like a club in 86, and Brian's you know crushing it up there. And Pee Wee Herman is just running around in the crowd with dreads <laughs> nice. and a Santa hat on. You know, just, it's fantastic. So let's, uh, here, I got it queued up right here for us. Special effects are mind blowing.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Brian Adams just jumped out of the television Well, that was kind of like in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the Large Marge when she like oh, went all yeah, crazy. Was that was like that claymation. Yeah. That was new at the time. That was Tim Burton. Oh
2: yeah, that Tim makes Burton sense because it, it looked just like. Well, he directed it. Yeah, first it was like, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big top. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Big joint
3: backstage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yes, all right, so Reggae Christmas. Reggae Christmas.
1: If y'all haven't seen that, please go out and YouTube Reggae Christmas. Well,
2: I'm I'm geared up for next Christmas because that's
1: going to be my Christmas joke. No <laughs> doubt. So, uh, But, you know, um, as a kid, I only really recall the first charge against him. I don't recall any of the second business that Randy was talking about, but I'm sure we'll get into it in the show. But I've got to go pre-show what I knew going in. And uh, looking over everybody that we've covered, I actually put him up uh, just a little bit higher than Mikey. I put him at a 4.6 right there with Dustin Diamond. Okay. I thought that that was a good, you know, like kind of parallel right there, and uh, we'll see where he lands by the end of the show. All right.
0: 4.6 for Buddy pre-show. Randy, what do you got for us? Man, On Pee Wee. On Pee Wee, this dude was in my living room every Saturday morning. Absolutely. I- for the the seasons he was on i was glued to it i love the mm-hmm. show love the characters the word of the day my parents fucking hated that <laughs> hated yeah. it because they would say it i'd go upstairs make them say it and then run around the kitchen i just remember what in the absolute yeah. hell now you mentioned
1: on that show curtis the cowboy yeah wasn't that lawrence fishburne, lawrence fishburne man. Was. Man. Right. was that his fir- one of his first roles uh Maybe? early well, yeah, on yeah early and also on. um cherry
0: was played by oprah Really? No. No.
3: Cherry! <laughs> <No. laughs>
0: <laughs> but, I mean, the butt of the jokes. His mugshot, first of all, he kind of looked like Dorky Jesus. He. Yeah, it was, because when you think of him,
2: at that time especially, all you think of is Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee Herman. Paul Rubens looked like he just came off the Manson Ranch, <laughs> and yeah. you were like, wait a second, like yeah. my childhood dreams were just shattered oh, instantly it was
0: like everything you think you don't want in life to yeah. happen Wee herman looks like that yes is in jail for jerking off in a theater and i was
1: so young i was like
2: what did he do again mom <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing and where was he at yeah. <laughs> sarasota that's why you yeah. don't go to florida that's right he got in trouble yeah he's so, on vacation and i remember the second time he got arrested so i had him i had him notched up a lot higher than you guys yeah um I had him at a 5.65. 5.65. Oh, free 5. 5. 5. show for Pee Wee Herman. For Randy. If and I had goodness. remembered that second charge. I'm sure you'll remember it. I'm going like, to have to Ooh. get some detail on this. Oh, Don't worry. Good, good, good. Yeah.
2: If I remember correctly, somebody else famous was involved in this, right? You're exactly right.
1: Okay, good. Let's get to it. All right. With a 4.0 from Mikey, a 4.6 from Buddy, and a 5.65 from Randy, Pee-wee Herman's
0: pre-show asshole score is a 4.75. 4.75. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. The same as Oprah Winfrey. You guys had Pee-wee Herman? Well, remember, she played Cherry on the show, so. (laughs) 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 Had to give a head nod right there. That's right. Interesting, but that's where he's at. Lined up right with Oprah. Pre-show at a 4.75. All right. I mean, to be
2: fair, Oprah has brought us Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, all uh, Pee-wee did was bring us laughs she, and some weird sex yeah, shit. she didn't flick the bean in public. But either who... H- who knows that she didn't? This is true. Just she was around caught. back then. Yeah. <laughs> she could have been in those porno theaters <laughs> in the early 80s. You guys ready to blow the top off this big adventure?
0: Oh. Let's blast off. There it is. The man known to many as Pee-wee Herman was born Paul Rubenfeld in Peekskill, New York on August 27, 1952 as the oldest of three children to Judy and Milton Rubinfeld, Where's Peekskill? So Peekskill's, what, buddy, about an hour north of, uh, yeah, like a little bit north of Yonkers and uh, Long Island and okay. all that, kind of even with New Haven, this Connecticut.
2: Catskill Mountains. Yeah,
0: yeah like up, up in that, in that area. It's from Mike Tyson, that's where, where Mike, Mike, that's Mike right. Tyson's punch out, that's where he's from, the Catskills. That's right, yeah. His early years were spent in Oneonta, New York, dreaming of becoming a Hollywood actor. He shared a story on Live with Kelly and Michael on how he wrote a letter to Walt Disney seeking an acting role and possibly a career. But Walt didn't give a fuck about stupid kids and never wrote back. <laughs> <laughs> that seems very fair. Speaking of Walt Disney, check out our Conspiracy Court episode on Patreon about Walt Disney being cryogenically frozen. Yes. yes good yes. tie-in right there, Randy. Absolutely. After leaving Anianta. His family hit the road to Sarasota, Florida, where he spent most of his childhood and teenage years. Oh. So Paul's parents owned a lamp store, but his mother was also a teacher, and his father was an automobile salesperson, and uh, was a pretty accomplished pilot. Uh, He had flown for Britain's Royal Air Force and the U.S. Army Air Force in World War II. So they have, like,
2: and their side gig is owning a lamp store? How does that work? So they
0: (laughs) owned the lamp store, but then both had jobs, yeah. How does that work? That's not like a side gig.
1: My dream has always been to own a lamp store. Yeah, he
2: said, my full-time job is selling cars, but I spend every day from 9 to 5 at my lamp store. I (laughs) sell cars on the weekend. Every time I was up in the air, I thought, man, I wish I was in a lamp store. Yeah. Also, that's that time in, like, you know, just history where people had, like, stores with specific items. Like,
0: a lamp
3: lamp store. store,
0: Yeah. Oh, right next to the shoelaces store. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, there's a TV repair guy. A Zenith. Yeah. Ooh, (laughs) Ooh, a bowling ball engraver guy. That's right. Sarasota was then the winter home of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and & Bailey Circus, and Ruben's credits the lively childhood backdrop, complete with human cannonball neighbors, with helping him inspire the whimsical world of Pee Wee Herman. His neighbors were part of the human cannonball show. That's badass. Oh, Honestly, cool. that's like the coolest freak show you want to be. The human cannonball? Yeah, you don't want to be
2: like the fat lady, the or bearded like the lady. bearded lady, or the fat yeah, or the, or 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 the or tattooed yeah, person, or yeah. the sword swallower. That's yeah, kind of cool, but a cannonball guy's badass. Yeah. 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 I
3: don't want to
0: be a clown in a car either. Uh, no, I don't want to be a clown at all. Mm. But a cannonball, I mean, I would I'd give it a shot. Yeah. So Rubens finally remembers his parents taking the family on creatively nurturing trips to the theater, assorted fairy tale theme parks, and of course, Disney World. At age five, Rubens asked his father to build him a stage where he and his siblings would act out plays. His first acting role arrived in an elementary school production of the Tony nominated play, A Thousand Clowns. Rubens dreamed of being a star and formed a mental nemesis. And none other than child star Opie Griffith, a.k.a. Ron Howard, child star of the Andy Griffith show. That, so that was his nemesis. And that's for real. Okay. That was his nemesis. Mentally, he was like, fuck that man. (laughs) Fuck that kid. Fuck Opie. Yeah. I honestly. Jealousy and envy coming (laughs) from my enemies. I, I honestly.
2: Love and sort of respect that You know what I'm saying Like that's kayfabe as fuck You know what I'm saying Like full on Like he had the wrestling mentality about this He was like That's my arch nemesis You gotta give that kid a microphone With Mean Gene Okerlund What are you gonna do to Opie Let me tell you something Mean Gene You gotta do it in the Wee voice Let me tell you something
0: Mean Gene <laughs> That's perfect see uh, with a laugh, Rubens admitted, I wish it was funny, but it was so serious to me back then. Rubens attended Sarasota High School, where he was named president of the National Thespian Society and was accepted into Northwestern University's summer program for gifted high school students, and he joined the local a uh, Solo Theater, Players of the Sarasota Theater, and appeared in several plays. So he definitely had the acting bug from uh, the get-go. Young, and the uh, sort of uh, driven towards Solo
2: the <laughs> solo theater <laughs> <Yeah>. he wishes <laughs> that was a premonition
1: <laughs> you know i heard a story about Wee that he was friends with david bowie back in the day what really wow. yeah okay. man, interesting pair and david bowie actually really loved Wee and wanted him to come out and open for him and Wee was like nah i'm not an opening act and so this was, like, m- many years later, and he was like, I am so stupid. I, like, my ego was just too big back then, but I wish I had opened up for David
2: wow. Bowie. Wow, yeah. Um, I mean, can you imagine you to what to see, a like, weird show. Ziggy Stardust <laughs> yeah. the Spiders from Mars opening act as Pee-wee Herman?
0: Ah! <laughs> Is there life on Mars? After high school graduation, he attended Plymouth State University for one semester before attending Boston University, after which he began auditioning for acting schools. He was turned down by several schools, including the Juilliard twice and by Carnegie Mellon. He did get accepted into California Institute for the Arts. What in the fuck is happening? When like <laughs> you're like so
2: your thing is that you're like a, a thespian, and all of a sudden it's like Northwestern, Boston University. Like you're naming very good schools. Oh yeah. And like Juilliard obviously is like the the mountaintop. But like, what was I doing? I was. <laughs> Why wasn't I just trying to be like uh, just to get into school? Like we had a different mindset, I back think then. so, <laughs> I
1: think so, but we pretty much lived in the Sarasota of Georgia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> never really thought about Nothing, that way. yeah, me either, but it's kind of a good comparison, buddy. <laughs> Rubens moved to California, where he began mm-hmm. <laughs> masturbating <laughs> yeah. in public. I mean, any pause that you don't finish is going to be filled in with a
2: masturbation joke.
0: Rubens moved to California, where he worked in restaurant kitchens, and as a fuller brush salesman. I had to Google what the fuck a fuller brush Oh, that was sales. a big deal. They are door-to-door yes. salesmen, and they would sell brushes and beauty yeah. supplies. They were like the original,
2: brushes? yeah, oh, they were yeah. the
0: original sort of like the rainbow vacuum guys. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah. And that would be like you walk around with a suitcase full of fucking brushes. Yep. You know, and I noticed something the other day, it's a little off topic, but I was thinking about having to, you know, schlep around. A, uh, a suitcase full of brushes And I saw this you movie You about
0: this the other day? Brushes?
2: No, well no 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 oh, okay. I'm just saying I was watching a movie From the 70s Or late late 70s And they were all in the airport Everybody's carrying suitcases They didn't have wheeled suitcases No oh, And it's like man, It's that yeah, sort of this, about that. The same moment When you realize that like Chocolate chip cookies Haven't always existed And you're like But I just thought That like the first suitcase Had
0: wheels on that bitch It did not No yeah You watch the 80s movies Like uh, Christmas Vacation yeah. When they come in It may no. have been Die Hard they, they, Yeah Okay They're holding both suitcases In their, their hands arms. Under yeah. their arms Yeah What a bunch of dumbasses <laughs> <laughs> Fucking old people God <laughs> Jesus in the 1970s, Rubens began performing at local comedy clubs, and in 1977, he made 14 guest appearances on the Gong Show. Oh, hell yeah. The Gong Show was my shit when yeah. I was a kid. I don't think I ever saw that. The Gong Show, the premise
2: is that you just... It's like a talent show, but <laughs> but if they don't like you, they have three like quasi-celebrity guests... Any, any. It'd be one, like
0: a Baldwin brother. Yes. Um. G- uh, uh-huh. Charo, a housewife, and yeah, another Pee Wee Yeah, yeah Pee Wee Charo.
2: <laughs> and if they didn't like you, they'd get up and hit the gong, and then you were fucking out. So this is America's Got Talent back in the day. Yes, yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. like funnier. And that was actually there was a Simpsons joke at one point where they had a breakdancing robot that caught
0: on fire. They
2: gonged it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he soon joined the Los Angeles-based improv comedy team, The Groundlings. And he remained a troop member for six years, working with Bob McClurg, John Paragon, who wound up being the genie head, Susan Barnes, and Phil Hartman. That's right. Yep. Hartman and Rubin became friends and often wrote and worked on material together. In 1980, Rubens had a small part as a waiter in the hit movie, The Blues Brothers. That's right. So when I was a kid, The Blues Brothers was one of my dad's favorite movies, and we watched it a ton. Yeah. Obviously, seeing my boy Pee Wee Herman as a waiter in that movie stuck with me. So one morning, as we're all getting ready for school and work, I happened to be listening to the radio, and it was around the time he had gotten arrested, and the DJ came on and asked a morning trivia question, what was Paul Rubin's first ever movie role? Nailed it. Picked up the phone, called in, uh, told them it was the Blues Brothers, they're like, how old are you? I was like 11 or 12, whatever, and they're like, hand the phone to your mom. (laughs) Gave the phone to my mom, and uh, she got it right. And they want some uh, badass tickets to Phantom of the Opera at the Fox Theater in Atlanta. That's my wild, my
2: you mom, got through. My, Yeah,
0: My mom and my sister went. I didn't give a fuck about that.
2: Well, yeah, myself. but you got through on the radio. Yeah,
0: I got through and I answered the question. Right I now.
2: remember that. That's the thing because a lot of our listeners are probably too young to remember this, but that was a normal thing. Like, you called into radio stations all the time just oh, yeah. trying to get oh. through. I mean, and like, it like you would dial like 40 times uh-huh. in a row just trying to get through yep. and then they would pick up sometimes cause they'd be like we need the 10th caller and the 10th is gonna win two thousand
1: dollars today and then they'd pick up be like caller number eight click to hang up yep. on you. you're like yep.
2: fuck <laughs> yeah.
1: so one time uh this was uh, gosh like 2000 or so 2002 Yeah, yeah. Uh, my wife and i had just started dating and i had just started a job i, ha- yeah. I didn't have any loot but one of our favorite comedians was coming into town yeah. and uh, it was they were giving away tickets on the radio They're like, we're going to give them away in like 10 minutes. And I called in and I was like, hey, I really want to take this girl. I'm trying to impress her. I don't have any money. Can I please win those tickets? And they're like, dude, like, really? I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, just hold hold the line. And like five minutes later, they're like, all right, we're going to give it to caller number 10. And then they really? pulled me on to caller yeah. number nice. 10. Yeah, buddy. Nice. nice. Yeah. So.
0: Did you tell your uh, girlfriend slash wife how that went down? Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. yeah After, the really cool. After the show. After the show. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get such good tickets? The next day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I called in. I, just I had got to pull to some t- strings. Exactly. But I know a guy. I know a guy over there. Yeah. They're a will call. <laughs> In 1977, the Groundlings staged a performance in which its members created characters one might see in a comedy club. Rubens decided to play a guy that everyone knew immediately would never make it as a comic, partly because Rubens could not remember jokes in real life. He had trouble remembering punchlines and couldn't properly piece information together in sequential order. <laughs> Pee-wee was born that night. His distinctive guttural, ha-ha, followed by love, <laughs> laugh became the character's catchphrase, as did his insult come back Mikey I'll give it to you I meant to do that I know you're over one of I know you are one of my- <laughs> I failed yeah. they set me
2: up and I totally whiffed <laughs> on that shit. I also can't remember jokes <laughs> <laughs> And things in sequential yeah, order I, I don't, don't know. know I also want to point out here because Randy's impressions are, are usually pretty good. This one is grade A+. Plus. Uh, this is
0: spot on tonight, yes. Randy. And uh, he told kudos. us that he practiced it. Practicing.
2: And like I said, well,
1: that's just a sign of you being a professional.
0: <laughs> Yelling like Pee Wee Herman in my living room <laughs> yeah. when I like the joke.
1: Your family must be pissed off at you at this point. Shut
0: or, the fuck up.
2: Or yeah.
1: impressed.
2: <laughs> Your wife is like...
0: You know what? She's thoroughly impressed. Yeah. <laughs> She's take like, Take that peewee voice to the room. <laughs> she said, use the, yeah, exactly. I was yeah, like, yeah. take that,
2: use that peewee voice and tell me to meet you in the bedroom. <laughs> Throw on a suit from like a decade ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, don't you meet me in the bedroom? <laughs> he said, I'm a rebel, Donnie.
1: <laughs> Tired of commercials in the middle of your asshole court episodes? Do you want to say in the next show's subject or the next conspiracy we discuss? Well, now you can. Go to Patreon.com and find us at AHC Podcast. Get those ad-free shows you want, get some input on who you want to hear about, and become internet famous with a shout-out on one of our shows. We've even got stickers and swag to show off to all your friends, and you'll get all our new Conspiracy Court episodes. Go to Patreon.com today and find us at AHC Podcast.
3: <laughs>
0: Pee-wee Herman's signature gray Glenn plaid suit was originally a custom-made suit that Rubens had borrowed from the Groundlings actor Gary Austin. The small red bow tie was given to him by an acquaintance at the last minute. So the red bow tie was a throw-in at the last minute, made it, and stuck with it. That's what made the whole suit right there. They nailed it. Pee-wee's later checkered clothing and persona were largely lifted from the manic 1950s children's TV host Pinky Lee. I had hmm. never fucking heard of Pinky Lee, no. but then again, Neither it's from not. the 1950s children's yeah. era, so that's not me. No. Also incorporated into the look were short black hair, pale skin, and red rouge and red lipstick. That's so he right. wore a little bit of makeup. You could always looked tell. Like you like could a, always like tell his, a, his cheeks were
1: very rosy.
2: Well, he had that whole setup. Like, what was that dude's name on Mad TV? Remember, he was <laughs> look what I can do. <laughs> yeah. Look what I can do. He looked like he played he like, like Raggedy Drag- Ann. Yeah, Drag- he played like Andy. a giant child with yeah. like it was <laughs> buck teeth and shit.
0: The inspiration Stewart. F- Stuart, that's yeah. right, yep. The inspiration for the name came from a Pee Wee brand miniature harmonica and the surname of an energetic boy that Rubens knew from his youth. Rubens thought the name Pee Wee Herman was a name that sounded too real to be made up and like a real name a parent would give a child that they didn't really care about. <laughs> Dark. Pee Wee Herman. Rubens auditioned for Saturday Night Live, the 1980-81 season, on the same day as comedian Gilbert Godfrey. Oh, man. Rubens told Entertainment Weekly hiring both was not an option because they were pretty much the same type of performer, and he knew immediately that Godfrey would get the job. He also told the San Francisco Chronicle he believed that the fix was in because Godfrey was friends with one of the producers. Rubens was so angry and bitter that he decided he would borrow money and start his own show in Los Angeles using the character he had been developing the last few years, Pee Wee. Dude, uh, he has a vindictive streak in him.
3: Yeah, he he immediately
2: it. made Opie his enemy, and then like <laughs> he's like, "Oh, <laughs> fucking get
0: back to <laughs> you, Gilbert Godfrey, by I'll
2: starting my own Gilbert.
3: show.
0: A <laughs> plus. With the help of other groundlings like Phil Hartman, Pee Wee acquired a small group of followers and Rubens took his show to the Roxy Theater in West Hollywood, Oh yeah, where the Pee Wee Herman Show ran for five sellout months, doing midnight shows for adults and weekly matinees for kids, moving into the mainstream when HBO aired the Pee Wee Herman Show in 1981 as part of their series On Location. Wow, so as I a, don't remember any of this. But yeah, neither do I. No, go ahead. well, that was—I was, mean, we were—he was getting Pee- airtime though, as Pee-wee. Well, so we yeah, were back in the early '80s. Yeah, we were just born. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't remember this vividly. Yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> I didn't. Mean, it was funny to think that HBO existed in '80, '81. It was like. <laughs> five thousand dollars a
0: month then i bet <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it was you had to I have, mean, have you, a satellite dude, had to be 100
2: people had cable yeah you yeah. had to be
0: rich back in the day to have hbo it's man. true
2: but it's crazy too because he already had sort of a business sense where he was like in nighttime i'll be a dirty comedian during the day i'll be a
0: kid's comedian <laughs> i can do bar mitzvahs yeah following the success of the Wee herman show in the early and mid 80s rubens made several guest appearances on late night with david letterman as Pee Wee herman these performances gave Pee-wee an even bigger following than he had with his HBO special. In 1983, Pee-wee Herman traveled the United States with the Pee-wee Herman Show, making highly publicized stops at the Guthrie Theater in Minneapolis and Carolines in New York City. And Carolines is a big big, yeah. big deal. That's a big-time, famous comedy theater there. Oh, okay. In 1984, Pee-wee Herman was selling out New York's Carnegie Hall, and by this point, all of Pee-wee's appearances on David Letterman's show had made him a star. While on the Warner Brothers lot, Rubens noticed that most of the people rode around on bicycles and asked, when am I going to get mine? Warner Brothers presented him with a refurbished 1940s Schwinn. Rubens then abandoned the Pee-wee Herman script he had been writing, which was to have been retelling a Pollyanna. He began writing about Herman's love for his bike and his efforts to locate it once stolen. Genius. Hartman, Rubens, and Michael Vorhall co-wrote the script for Pee-wee's Big Adventure, basing the story loosely on Vitero de Sica's The Bicycle Thief. The film was directed by Tim Burton, his feature film debut and scored by Danny Elfman. It was released on August 9th, 85, and while getting mixed reviews, performed well at the box office and has become an absolute cult classic. Well, think about like look at the talent like roster there. I didn't know Phil Hartman wrote part of
2: it, right? He oh, yeah. was involved the was that deep in the writing. Tim Burton, it.
0: Danny Elfman. Yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, that
0: show, that movie Tim Burton is. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas, he's one of the biggest movie producers.
2: It's timeless, too, because it was maybe, I don't know, five years ago, I sat down with my son and watched it just to see. Sometimes that comedy doesn't translate, but he
1: loved it. He thought it was great. And I mean like it still hits today where there's sometimes you go back and watch stuff and you're like, nah, like yeah. you know, where the kids will find it funny, but you're like, I used to love this and yeah, this yeah, sucks. yeah. No. is
0: stupid. Dude,
1: yeah. that whole like breakfast intro scene. Oh yeah. Like the, the Rube Goldberg machine yeah. where he feeds the
2: dog and the uh, the his uh the, the fat brat that is like has the swimming pool is the giant Yeah is a bathtub. Yeah, you yeah. Know. Or even like when he had to rescue all the pets and had to get the snakes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah, like I said, even just that one line. The idea, uh, spoiler alert here, that, uh, that he's told by a psychic that his bike is in the basement of uh, the Alamo, That's and right. I still always, whenever someone says the Alamo, I automatically am talking <laughs> about. There's no
1: basement
3: in the Alamo. <laughs> I, I love Pee-wee that Spunk they're always is.
1: laughing at him. One that they're like, "There's no basement in the Alamo."
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: some kid even jumps out with a camera and takes a picture of them. That's he's right. Like, what? <laughs> well, and also there was a level of creepiness to it that yeah. just.
2: Like the doctors coming through, and they're like clowns and stuff. Like, of course, Large Marge, large, yeah. March, yeah, equal parts terrifying and funny to a kid. And I just, I mean, I I watch it
0: every ten years again. Nice. So Rubens was the originator of the Peewee dance in that movie. That's right, and he had performed dun, 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 it publicly dun, 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 many dun, dun, times dun. prior. Yeah, dun, 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 oh yeah, D- tequila. That's right. The following year, Peewee, along with Hartman, found a home on the small screen with the Saturday Morning Children's Program. Pee Wee's Playhouse on American CBS Network for the next five years. Yep. The premise of the show is host Pee Wee Herman plays in the fantastic playhouse in Puppetland. The house is filled with toys, gadgets, talking furniture, and appliances such as Magic Screen and Cherry. Puppet characters such as Conky the Robot and Pateri the Baby Pateranon. <laughs> I don't wasn't remember it like that.
1: A, uh, wasn't it like a pterodactyl or yeah, something like that? Pateri the Baby.
0: Oh. Pterodon. That's That's it. it. Terry,
1: Pterodon. Just
0: ignore me. (laughs) And of course, (laughs) shut the fuck up. I'm kidding. And of course, Jambi, the disassembled genie's head who lives in the jeweled box. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. The playhouse is visited by a regular cast of human characters, including Miss Yvonne, Reba the Mail Lady, Captain Carl, who was Phil Hartman, and Cowboy Curtis, who was Lawrence Fishburne. That's right. Phil Hartman showed up. That's right. right. And a small group of children played the Playhouse Gang. Sensitive to his impressionable Pee-wee's Playhouse audience, Rubens was careful to script in positive habits like teeth brushing. Tough security ensured that kids never saw him chain-smoking in costume. Nice. Yeah, so he was at least cognizant of that. Although primarily a live-action show, each episode includes segments... (laughs) He's got a cigarette in one hand and his dick in the other.
2: (laughs) Hey, security, just watch out. i got to get one out. Which one am I going to finish first?
0: (laughs) Discretion's the word of the day. Although primarily a live-action comedy show, each episode includes segments featuring puppetry, video animation, and prepared sequences using chroma key and stock footage. For example, when Pee-Wee jumps into the magic screen. As well as inserted clay animation and excerpts from cartoons. You guys remember the clay animation?
2: Absolutely. I still love claymation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was a big deal in the eighties because I remember just like being so hype to watch like California Raisins. Yeah. And all that yeah. shit like that. California I just raisins. it just felt like I was like, Man, this is this is high tech.
0: <laughs> Beetlejuice had it. That's oh, hell right, yeah. You know, that was yeah, also Tim Burton. Burton. Yep, yep. Each episode features specially written soundtrack music by rock and pop musicians such as Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo, Todd Rundgren. Mitchell Fromm from Crowded House and the Residents. The show's theme song performance is credited to Ellen Shaw. In her autobiography, Cindy Lauper admits to being the actual singer. I was oh, about nice. to say, because like, I remember her being on the show yep. at some Cindy point. Cindy Lauper.
3: Yeah, it makes sense. I, I mean, that's oh, yeah. a, a Venn diagram show, of weirdness.
0: Right. And now I, I see her doing the, uh, the eczema commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe, oh, yeah. yeah. Girls just want normal skin. <laughs> The show has many recurring gags, themes, and devices. Each episode usually contains a running gag particular to that episode or a specific event or dilemma that sends Pee-wee into an emotional frenzy. Mm -hmm. At the beginning of each episode, viewers are told the day's secret word, often issued by Conky the Robot, and are instructed to scream real loud every time a character says the word. So this would be where I would get the word, run upstairs, have somebody in my family say it and run around like an idiot
2: yeah yeah you were setting yourself up do this thing so i can yeah <laughs> it's
0: the secret word that i'm about to tell and then you right after now. three or four times you're like not no.
2: saying it no the secret word of today is muhammad Atta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right the- <laughs> you know like a 9-11 joke in there all right the show became a hit and during its time on the air Pee-wee's playhouse garnered 15 emmy awards CBS and Rubens mutually agreed to end the show at the end of the 1990-91 season after five seasons and 45 episodes. You
2: know, the Emmy Awards just happened here recently. Yep, sure the, did. And I saw, like, I'm a big fan of a lot of shows on HBO, and uh, I, they were, of course they were like, you know, they're, they're flaunting it. They're like, look at all these Emmys we won. And I was like, how many fucking Emmys do they give out? Oh, <laughs> like yeah, every no. show had like twelve oh, Emmys for. Yeah,
0: I was like, what? I don't understand. I never watched that the award show. Best so. score in a commercial on the second half of the Super Bowl
2: <laughs> yeah, from last yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, there's man, they just hand these things out. And, and sure enough, Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> Playhouse got like eight Emmys. Right, <laughs> wow.
0: Succession is badass Succession is amazing. Yeah, and then there was the Jerk Herd Around the World. <laughs> On July 26, 1991, undercover detectives from the Sarasota County Sheriff's Department raided the South Trail Cinema, an adult movie theater located in Sarasota, Florida. That evening's lineup included a series of triple-X flicks featuring the titles Nurse Nancy, Okay, Turn Up the Heat, and Catalina 50 Tiger Shark. Wow, that last one is feels like detailed. mad
2: lips <laughs> yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> choose your own adventure <laughs> Yeah, exactly. nurse nancy you're like yes this was like catalina 5.0 tiger shark yeah. boater turn
0: up the heat probably involves a firefighter oh 100 but catalina Five Oh tiger shark i bet she's like a spy i think so has to serve it up or she's something. like a yacht that you yeah know, catalina wine Mixer. yes i envisioned yachts but i yeah. thought it was a like a a, a gay theater not a no, no, it oh, was a it was triple a, X a, theater just oh, okay. showing porn.
2: Okay. I gave to show all sorts of different porn, any type of porn. Yeah. But also, uh, it's funny because you're just like, I mean, that had to have been like a slow day in the office with the cops like- I want to do a raid.
0: Where <laughs> are we going? What, to, the, yeah. the, to the crack house? Actually, guys, I was thinking about hitting up the other uh, side. You know that
2: porn place? theater that everybody goes to and they masturbate in? Uh-uh. Well, like, let's just go ahead and, like, remember when you were a kid and you were, like, beating off and, like, your mom would, like, knock on the bathroom door and you're like, go away, I'm busy. Well, let's, like, be the mom, but also not knock. <laughs> I love the idea, Johnson.
1: Let's run with that. But what's interesting is that he decides to do it in his hometown of Sarasota after he's already done the Pee Wee Herman
2: show.
0: And that's the thing too. We talked about it like you're in a movie theater with, I would assume, it's all, dudes. Dudes. Yeah. All, dudes. all dudes, all dudes, yeah, and, dudes. and your porno. In the porno movie, it's women. Yeah, but in, in real, real life, life <laughs> it's just dudes. Yeah, so you're in a theater of dudes, and I'm guessing you're spread out. Yeah, Probably, yeah, it better be. Hopefully not in the same aisle. I think hopefully not. Well, how or many at least do you like
1: have? way away from, like on opposite ends. There had to be a guy that like walked
2: it can't in. can be a very big place, though. Well, no, It's and not like
0: the multiplex. This like <laughs> Dolby surround sound yeah, stadium yeah. 200 seats, two hundred seats. Not probably narrow, like playing seats. You are barely able to get it out and get the, it going. The, the
2: ones where you can get like a fucking like a hors d'oeuvres and a fucking pitcher of beer. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: You know, but honestly, let's, let's don't bring this to me for fifteen minutes. <laughs> let's be real, though. There was definitely dudes that would be like walk in and kind of check out the crowd first and be like. I'll just wait about 15 minutes. <laughs> I'll, come back, I'll once, come back once they filter out, you know. But then it also had to happen at some point, the, the same way that, like, you know, you're at a, a urinal at, like, say, Bucky's or at a, a sporting event, and there's, like, a whole wall of urinals, and some guy still comes and pees right next to you. Some guy would, at some point, probably sat next to you. At yeah, seven, yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, and he was just like, don't mind me. Zip. <laughs> yeah. So infiltrating the (laughs) theater...
3: Hold on, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> I'm
2: still thinking of all the things that could occur in
1: these theaters here that had to be incredibly uncomfortable. Oh, many, many things, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, like, what do you get up and leave? Like,
2: well, halfway, yeah. like, you know, well, like... how long
0: are you gonna sit there? Yeah, like, no. how, <laughs> long, how long so, yeah. you sit there?
2: There would probably be one guy though that did just like watch the whole movie, like for the for the content. <laughs> there might
0: know? be like etiquette where you don't start till like it starts, because I'm sure some guys <laughs> come in there just knee. Oh, oh, and like they're doing like trailers. And guys are already finishing up and they're like damn that's was a waste of seven bucks or uh, whatever
2: yeah but a, it, a minute right there somebody always had to be the first guy to go <laughs> you know what i mean it's like everybody's gonna eyeball each other like who's gonna whip it out a <laughs> double guy's like i just i can't i don't care anymore and then you gotta kinda, i can't wait you
0: gotta kind of walk and shame it too because you yeah, get down yeah. and kind of stand up and yeah um, well i'm gonna head out <laughs> yeah. That's why you hope but, uh, for the back of the theater. Because yeah. on your way out, you better keep your eyes straight ahead because uh, yeah. you're going to catch some,
2: yeah. some awesome. movement coming out of that <laughs> thing. You, like, honestly, like people sneak in like, junior mints and shit, but you sneak in your own bottle of Juergens? Yeah, lube. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir. Sir, you have to purchase that in the lobby. <laughs> some guys Two
0: napkins per person. Got, like a horny scented candle from Starship or something. I mean, we could, I could do this for hours. <laughs> and this is probably, again, my mom's favorite part oh, yeah. of, the, of the show would be that... that Sorry, last three Mrs. Four, Randy. Yes, yeah, yeah. the last three or four minutes. Infiltrating the theater, the detectives nabbed three men for indecent exposure and then spotted a fourth who was openly masturbating. The last offender was Paul Rubens, better known to the internationally renowned children's world as Pee-wee Herman. According to the arresting officers, nobody realized that Rubens and Herman were one and the same until the actor mentioned that he happened to be the star of CBS's recently concluded Saturday morning series, Pee-wee's Playhouse. And that's not all. Rubens reportedly offered to appear in character as Pee-wee for a children's benefit if the department conveniently decided to drop the exposure of sexual organs charge, which could have resulted in a year's jail sentence and a $1,000 fine.
3: He's trying to
0: bribe the police officers? Yes. Pretty weak bribe, too. You're yeah. Like, hey, uh, <laughs> you
2: we're gonna cover all
0: this up for yeah. that? Yeah. You know
2: how I'm a total potential pervert. Well, you should let me get around the kids <laughs> yeah. and tell them. Let me get in front of these kids to. one more time. Exactly. But I also would love to role play this as a cop talking to Pee Wee. Randy, well, and he wouldn't be Pee Wee. Remember, he was like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus but now he's Pee Wee in this, in this, in this role playing <laughs> scenario. When he explains to them that he is actually Pee Wee Herman, they're like, sir, you look like Lieutenant Dan from Forrest Gump that hasn't come out yet. (laughs) Now tell me what it is that you're doing here and who you are. Ah!
3: Just play with it.
0: I can't do too much of it. Not surprisingly, officials declined his offer. Fortunately for Rubens, they also declined to charge him with attempted bribery if Sarasota law enforcement didn't immediately recognize Rubens, the rest of the world certainly did. On July 27th, the Florida reporter spotted him on a department-issued arrest sheet from the previous evening, and his mugshot was plastered in newspapers and magazines around the country not long after.
2: Yeah, if there's one state, you don't want to get caught Florida, there. Yep.
1: And they've got, I think it's called the Sunshine That's exactly right.
2: Law Sunshine or, law? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's how you get Florida, man. That's exactly right.
1: Because you can put news into the newspaper when you without get arrested conviction. without conviction. Well, yeah. and they
2: just... Pretty much publish everything. Like the oh, cops yeah. are like, here's our cases for
0: the day. He was butt naked, yelling
2: at his wife. Yeah, yeah. that's why you're like, find wow. out if he's guilty. Yeah. Everybody
0: in Florida is crazy. It's just you're just hearing about them. Yep, Rubens denied the charges in a July 29th statement. While his lawyer Dan Dan Heiser, that's his name, Dan Dan discussed the impact of the arrest on his career to the press. He does a lot of things with kids all over the world, and his career will be over. When the story runs, Dan Heiser told the Sarasota Herald. Maybe phrase that a different way. (laughs) Yeah. So he's, look, he's not a pervert. He just does a lot of things with kids. Following Ruben's arrest, CBS pulled the remaining reruns of Pee-wee's Playhouse from its schedule. Additionally, Pee-wee toys were removed from Toys R Us stores nationwide, and a tape featuring the character's voice was excised from a studio tour at Florida's Disney MGM Studios. For a moment, it appeared that Pee-wee had embarked on his last big adventure. But fans didn't want to see Pee Wee's Playhouse abandoned forever. In the weeks after Ruben's arrest, free Pee Wee rallies were held around LA and New York, and Ruben's celebrity pals, a list that included Cyndi Lauper, Joan Rivers, and Robert Klein, publicly spoke up in his defense. In a statement that has aged really fucking badly, Bill Cosby also chimed in, saying the situation was all blown out of proportion. <laughs> Wow So there you go That's somebody giving you Some street cred That's right good old At the time Jello o yeah, pudding pop Raping man Yeah yep. Alright give me your best Pee-wee joke Hit it Oh man
2: There's two that I like That are very simple But there's one That's obvious And one that's just A little bit better First one is You know obviously What is Pee-wee Herman's Favorite baseball team The Yankees, Yankees. Of course yep. But the second one It's not really It's actually the Expos That's <laughs> right
0: That's right Yeah
3: that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> The oh, expo doesn't true. exist anymore,
0: that's, but at yeah. the time they did, and it was it like was really good. Even members of the Sarasota police wanted to see him vindicated. I sure hope things work out for old Pee Wee. One officer reportedly said, writing in the L.A. Times, Roger Simon said that Rubens deserved to be praised and not vilified. The guy was practicing safe sex, Simon wrote. And ask yourself this: Wouldn't you rather have these guys touching themselves in an X-rated movie house than have them touching themselves next to you at Dances with Wolves? <laughs> It's a very valid point. Lawyers! I don't know if it's apples to apples, but... Could be. There's that pretty hot Kevin Costner in that uh, Native American lady sex scene. There you go. There it is. While Rubens initially stayed out of the spotlight, he clearly felt bolstered by the public support. And in September the following year, Pee-wee triumphantly took the stage at the MTV Video Music Awards to the delighted cheers of the audience. Heard any good jokes lately? Yeah. So funny I forgot to laugh. Yeah. And also I, that was literally I just, what he said <laughs> it's right I, I
2: want to go back to Dances with Wolves for a second because do you remember the native american woman in there what her name was Man
0: I I can probably say I quote Watched that movie yeah. I have no clue what it's about
2: Her name was Stands with Fist
0: Yikes <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn.
0: We're so gutter minded. We're anything like
2: Well, we just it was just tied in to someone touching themselves at a dance with wolves thing, and I just it just registered me. I was like, that would have been a good name for him. Stands with fist.
0: Or sits with fist. There you go. (laughs) And sits with fist and iPads. In November of that year, Rubens returned to Florida and entered a no-contest plea to his indecent exposure charges in exchange for a small fine and community service commitment. No experience like this has a positive impact on anyone, but this was an excellent resolution, said the actor's lawyer. Reflecting on his arrest in a 2004 interview with NBC News, Rubens said that he wasn't thinking about the potential fallout when he entered the South Trail Cinema on July 26, 91. I mean, it didn't seem like a crime to me. Didn't seem like anyone's business but my own, the actor recalled, reiterating his claim that he didn't expose himself. It was kind of a mortifying situation where I felt like people were laughing at me. They were. Yeah, check that. I'm a professional comedian, and I've never claimed to be able to take it as good as I dish it out. Ever. I mean, I'm, I'm very sensitive. That's, yeah. That's him I mean. saying that.
2: Well, and also they were like, he never thought about the consequences. It would be way weirder if he had. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to go in it's here really and get caught beating off, Man, and it's going to destroy scenario. It is
0: so worth it. Yeah. A few years after his arrest, he gave some insight into the Pee-wee character in an interview with Stone Phillips, what he thought the character was supposed to be, and what it felt like to be publicly humiliated if it got jerking off in a movie theater. Here's a bit from that interview. Rubens, I always view Pee-wee Herman as somebody with a really good heart, but like, you know, somebody didn't have a clue about a lot of things. Somebody who was truly naive and trying to do the best he could, but it didn't always come out like that. Phillips, even at the height of your popularity, not everyone was entirely comfortable with the persona you created. Newsweek, I think, at one point wrote, you either love him or he gives you the willies. Paul said, I don't know if I can view Pee Wee Herman as someone that gives you the willies. I mean, that's because he's certainly part of me. Part of me is like Pee Wee Herman. Look at me, I'm getting defensive about something that happened so many years ago. I'll have to find out who that was and see if he's still alive. Ha ha. As Pee-wee's fame grew, Rubens remained an enigma. Few people outside of the business even knew his real name, and that's exactly how he liked it. Rubens said, I thought Pee-wee Herman worked better if one didn't know that I was an actor, so I went out of my way to try and get the public to think that that was a real person. But on July 26, 1991, that separation between actor and icon disappeared in a flash. It had been a year since he'd wrapped production on the final season of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Rubens was catching a triple feature in the adult flick, and undercover police were in the theater, and they witnessed an act of indecent exposure. Here's the interviewer. I guess the question everybody was asking at the time was, what were you thinking? Rubens said, well, obviously I wasn't thinking, you know. So to your, to your point, yeah. Mike, you know he wasn't thinking. He didn't have his post-nut clarity. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, <laughs> yeah. Yet.
2: He was like, I was just thinking about, man, I
0: can't wait to come. <laughs> <laughs> he said, you know, I certainly wasn't thinking to myself, you're a children's show host. Your show is still on television. I wasn't making those lists. I felt like they were insinuating like, well, I was sitting in a darkened movie theater in my peewee suit. Phillips, but you had to know being caught in a place like that, being a children's entertainer would lead to everything blowing up. Rubens, I guess I did have to know that, but yet there I was. I mean, that didn't seem like a crime to me. It didn't seem like anyone's business but my own. Phillips, and the indecent exposure part of it? Rubens, I maintained at that time that it didn't happen and I maintain that still. To this day? Yes. Didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Throughout the 90s, Rubens continued to act on and off. There were roles in films like Batman 2 and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but he kept a low profile, preferring, he says, to write and focus on his longtime passion for collecting everything from fake food to lamps to grease containers. Lamps. That's right. <clears throat> lamps and grease containers. Also, his role in
2: Buffy uh, the Vampire Slayer is just great. His death scene when he gets uh, the stake through the heart is. I mean, it's comedy gold. Oh man, <laughs> I don't it remember takes that. Like one. A, it takes like a full minute to die. He's like, ah, 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 ah. Oh,
3: that's,
2: just
3: that's what great. I loved
1: in uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where yeah. he's like playing in the movie, in the movie at yeah. the end of it. Yeah, yeah. He keeps on like walking in between the two main characters. That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. He just keeps on getting into the spotlight. <laughs> Telling you, it was great. Quick, before your boss
2: walks by and you have to minimize your screen, give us a quick follow on Twitter and Instagram and give us a like on Facebook.
0: Your support is much appreciated. Now, back to the action. Then in 2000, after back-to-back rolls and hits like Mystery Men and Blow, word was out. Paul Rubens was back. And then he wasn't. On November 16th, 2001, police searched Rubens' Hollywood Hills home and seized personal computers and boxes. A material a Rubens spokesperson described at the time as vintage erotica. The charges against the actors stem from an investigation that police said began over a year before that with accusations from a seventeen year old boy. Acting on evidence taken from the Rubens house, police then searched the home of Jones, the actor best known for the principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Jeffrey Jones. Now I remember this. yeah. Yeah. Jeffrey Jones. Police told CNN that a probe had continued for months, but the arrest took place a week before the statute of limitations had expired. Hmm. So it was him and Jeffrey Jones, the principal from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, that got arrested at the same time.
2: But what were they, what were they, what was, what happened? I'm glad you asked, Mike. Okay,
3: excellent.
0: In November of 2001, he was on the set of an Elton John video when his phone rang. I got a phone call from somebody saying the police are at your house with a search warrant. Rubens said, that moment I realized my name was going to be said in the same sentence as children and sex, that's really intense. That's something I knew from the very moment, whatever happens past that point, something's out in the air that is really bad. Rubens acknowledged possessing a massive collection of what he calls vintage erotica, films and muscle magazines with titles like Boy Nudist and Shame Dame, as well as some photographic studies of teen nudes. But he says that what the city attorney's office views as pornography, he considers art. Rubens says, magazines, photographs, films, incredible, beautiful stuff that I stand behind. Phillips, did you ever stop and think while you were amassing this collection, maybe it's not such a good idea, especially given what happened back in 1991? This interview asked some really good fucking questions. Oh, yeah. Stone, Stone Phillips, Phillips is the boss. Yeah, whatever <laughs> I was thinking. Rubens, I didn't. I never did. I wasn't really thinking to myself, wow, this is my creepy, weird stuff that I shouldn't be collecting. It's not titillating. It's not something I use for any kind of sexual purpose. Phillips said, it is sensual, erotic to you. You acknowledge that. Rubin said, I think some of it's erotic, some of it's sensual. Most of it I don't view like that. It seems so innocent to me. You would immediately look at the collection and to tell very, very quickly this is not a collection of child pornography. Phillips said, it wasn't obvious to the city attorney's office. They've characterized it quite differently. I mean, they said that amongst these magazines are photographs that depict people underage engaged in masturbation, oral copulation, and short pornographic images. Rubens says, I know what they say. It depends on whether you are a city attorney, you're looking at them, or me. It depends upon what one sees in those images, for example.
2: Well, it's pretty objective if a dude's (laughs) tugging on his dick
0: or blowing himself.
2: Man. Stone the Bone Phillips coming in with the hard question. Here it
0: is. Stone Phillips. Well, it's pretty clear and pretty specific. I mean, those are photographs of young men, boys, underage people performing and masturbating. Rubens, no, absolutely not. 100% not. So what are they referring to when they describe that wet way? Rubens said one photograph, for example, has a young man with his hand on his thigh. It's close to his genitals, but not even that close. That's what they're calling somebody getting ready to perform a sex act. The city attorney's office said the images involved are more graphic than what Rubens describes, but the child pornography charges were dropped. Rubens agreed to plead guilty to possessing obscene images of minors. Early on in the investigation, word leaked out that Rubens had possessed home video of teenage boys engaging in sex acts, but his attorneys provided that the tape was never part of the collection, and they do believe it was a mix-up in the LAPD evidence room. So he that was totally dropped, and he was exonerated from that.
2: Huh. Well. Mm.
0: Yeah. Rubens then said, you know, it's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. That's pretty intense. I mean, for somebody who loves kids, that's just sad. Ironic is probably too mild a word, you know. Phillips. Are you someone who needs to be supervised with children? (laughs) Ruben says, no, I don't think so. I don't think I've ever led my life that way ever. One thing I want to make very, very clear, I don't want anyone for one second to think that I am titillated by image of children. It's not me. You can say a lot of things about me. What you might think, what the public might think, I'm weird. They may think I'm crazy. Or anyone who wants to think anything about me, that's fine. As long as one of the things you don't think about me is that I'm a pedophile, because that's not true
2: well um, yeah what what are you gonna say like
0: yep definitely a pedophile bro (laughs) sorry yeah Philip said you know some people one questionable event we can forgive two it's a little harder especially when the allegation involves minors and sex Ruben said I would agree I'm as guilty as the next person at looking at like where there's smoke there's fire so you've been in a situation where the police come to your house and look at things that you view as 100% innocent and then view them in a completely different way I don't think you necessarily understand everything to this story
2: yeah, but th- that's the difficulty because if you ask a pedophile what they're doing, is not bad? Right. And they- they're like, no, the kids totally want this. You're like, that's your problem,
1: dude. You're fucking sick, man. But, I mean, isn't it pretty clear-cut? Either there are underage kids naked in there yeah. or there's not at the end of the day. Right? I would think – Like, if well, there's a kid in shorts
2: with his hand close on his thigh – I guess there is – it depends on, like – so, for instance, like the Coppertone ad. Technically, that's a child with their butt showing, right? Sure. So, I guess – Which it, one's that? You know, the, the old one back in the day with the
0: the, Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And
2: you're yeah. like – so, one person that may consider that, like, obscene – and I guess you couldn't really judge it until you – everything but when you're talking about multiple images and potentially a videotape getting mixed up in there and like you know oral copulation and masturbation you're just kind of like and i don't want to believe that Wee is into the shit but i mean that's just it's not a good look bro
1: no it's not a good yeah, look on, at all especially when your target audience is children for the most part yeah. but you know still i mean sounds like a
2: cop to a plea Like, in the same way that someone would get, like, reckless driving, so they wouldn't get that DUI.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: They're like, oh, you were drunk and you were driving. We'll work with your attorneys and you're going to get this, so maybe you don't lose your license. But... You know, and they're like, "Well, this one you'll get obscene photos of minors, not child porn." You're sort of like, "This is just a semantics game at this point, isn't it?" Yeah, Pee Wee's Playhouse is nastiest. <laughs> oh,
0: oh man, sticky I'm walls.
2: I know it's fun because I've been, I've spent a lot of the show talking about how funny
0: he is and he's borderline comic genius. And yeah, you know, there you go. There it is. At Spike's TV's 2007 Guys' Choice Awards in June, Rubens appeared on TV as Pee Wee Herman for the first time since 1992. On August 5th of 2007, a showing of Pee-wee's big adventure at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery, Rubens made an appearance on stage before the show, bringing with him almost the entire cast of the film to uproarious applause and a standing ovation. On July 15th, 2011, Rubens appeared on Saturday Night Live as Pee-wee in an extended and well-received segment depicting Andy Samberg and Pee-wee getting drunk, taking a ride on a mechanical bull, doing the tequila dance and ambushing Anderson Cooper in an alleyway with a chair. Nice. <laughs> I don't uh, remember that skit, but uh, I'm going to go home and watch
2: it. Yeah. Yep. It's funny too because he like got absolutely murdered for beating off in a theater, which seems like again, yeah, it's not the
0: greatest thing, but it's not really horrible. It's almost like if you're going to bring it back after that, eh, the child porn shit. Eh, yeah. Exactly. Eh. They just sort of like whistled
1: right past yeah. that graveyard. Now let me ask this. If he if he says that he never did it, right? Mm-hmm. Is there is there any leeway in there that the cops just come in there raid the place and they're like, holy shit, that's fucking Paul Rubens right they, there? They said
0: they didn't know who the hell it was because yeah. you didn't recognize him, and they said he was openly masturbating. Yeah, I mean, there's no way of knowing for sure, but
2: like I'll again, yeah, there's no way of knowing for sure, but like we've just talked about, like, what are you doing in that
1: theater? Yeah, why are you there? That's not a crime at the end of the day. Well. I going to a, a a theater is not a crime. All right. I think openly exposing yourself might still be a crime.
2: Even if though again it, can, it seems, oh, no, it what seems odd. Didn't?
0: But imagine going into a triple X theater with probably the intention to masturbate in public. Yeah. But you sit down and notice a cop in there, and you just have to sit. Yeah. I'll just wait, this just out. wait. <laughs> it's, it's in your popcorn. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's one of those weird, like, sort of legal setups where it's the same thing. Where it's like. Uh where someone like there what was it on um, Family Guy back in the day where they've like raided this hotel and this guy's there with a prostitute and they're like, Freeze, prostitution is illegal. He's like, No, no, no. I have a camera and I paid her to be a porn actress. We're filming a porn And they're like, Oh, well, continue on then. And can we watch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're just like, It's so strange. Yeah, it's just like it's like that's the legal loophole is just get a camera going and say you're gonna make a porno and it works great.
1: See, I'm gonna play the other side of that mm. card and just say that you know, like we've lived in the South long enough to yeah. know that there's a bunch of cops that, especially back in the early '90s, uh-huh. were like this is my town and screw that boy. Oh, I, yeah, you know, I don't trust him. He's always he's always playing to kids and yeah. stuff like that. You know, so I don't know. So, there's a gray area there. For oh me. no, I give him I give him some slack. For I mean, again, that's what
2: people did back in the day when you didn't have the internet. Yeah, unfortunately, now I don't. I think I just would have probably just stuck to my JC Penney's catalogs and shame, uh, or just magazines at home. But we had VCRs
1: back w- then. That is true. Sure, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like uh, Man, maybe them. boogie nights. Now you're hurting Now you're hurting your case. I yeah. know.
0: <laughs> I, I play, play both sides. <laughs> <laughs> On February first, two thousand twelve, Rubens appeared as Pee Wee. On Bravo's top chef Texas nice. and served really? as a guest judge. Oh, as a judge, okay. Part of the contestant's challenge was to ride a bike similar to Pee-Wee's while gathering ingredients through San Antonio to prepare to serve a special lunch for Pee Wee at the Alamo. I remember, this. I, included, I remember I this. I included this in the show because of Mikey and Pee Wee's bike being in the, the, in the, the basement, basement of the basement Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. The that. use of the Alamo is referenced to Pee Wee's film, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, where his stolen bike is allegedly hidden in the basement. There's so no basement in the Alamo. Yeah. I love it. And I love it. They're like, hold all questions until the end. He's
1: like, I just got one. They're like, hold it to the end. Yeah. So like she's going through the whole tour and she's just like, God damn it. God
0: damn <laughs> it. Finish. <laughs> Dude. And that bike is badass. Yeah. Oh, it's With the lion head mm-hmm. on it. Another idea came about to make a reality based Pee Wee film like those in the early 80s. In 2010, Rubens announced he was working on making this version with Judd Apatow, who wrote and directed the films Knocked Up and the 40 Year Old Virgin. In 2013, Rubens reported that Pee-Wee was going to return to a new film that was going to shoot in 2014. While promoting his voice role in The Smurfs 2, Rubens told the LA Times on the long gestating project, saying a film has funding, a finished script, and the director lined up. He added that more detailed announcement was imminent. Rubens said short of something unforeseen like the studio going out of business, I think it's very likely both of these projects will happen next year. On December 22nd, 2014, it was announced that the film would premiere exclusively on Netflix. And in February, Netflix announced the film would be titled Pee-wee's Big Holiday, with Apatow and Rubens producing the film, John Lee directing, and Rubens and Paul Rust writing the screenplay. I remember when this came out in 2016. Oh, yeah. And, um... I don't know. It I watched was, it. It was okay. I,
1: thought, I, don't, I don't remember this.
2: I watched it. I remember laughing pretty hard about his uh, helicopter wig that blew into <laughs> <laughs> his head. I mean, it just was, again, it was a nostalgia kick for me. I watched totally. it with
0: my son, and we were just kind of like, it's just absurd. Yeah. Absolutely. This was the last time Rubens portrayed the character. Paul Rubens died on July thirtieth, 2023, at the age of 70 from acute hypoxic respiratory failure at Cedars-Sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. At the time of his death, he was diagnosed with both myelogenous leukemia and metatastic lung cancer. Oh, damn. He had been diagnosed six years earlier, but had not revealed his diagnosis to the public. Following his death, a statement written by Rubens was released. Please accept my apology for not going public with what I've been facing in the last six years. I've always felt a huge amount of love and respect for my friends, fans, and supporters. I've loved you all so much and enjoyed making art for you. Rubens was created and his remains will be interred at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And that, boys, is Pee Wee Herman. Hmm, man.
2: Man. So I guess, I didn't realize that he chain-smoked. He quit quit later
0: in life, but he definitely, yeah. If
2: you're chain-smoking, then that metastatic breast, I mean, not breast cancer, metastatic lung cancer, yeah, I guess it makes sense.
1: Yeah, he talked about, um, back when he was talking with David Bowie, he was at the Emmys or something like, or the Grammys or something like that, and, uh. He was at a table with David Bowie and like they were smoking cigarettes and he talked about how he always did a really good job of hiding that because he didn't want the kids to see him smoking. Right. Yep. Like uh,
2: Jim Varney. Ernest. Oh, Ernest. Oh, Ernest. Ernest. Was a I just thought about him a smoker, bro. Yeah, He smoked like four packs a day. Huh. Sometimes when I get bored and I find out these celebrities, I'm like, how many packs a day did they smoke? We used one match. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Nat King Cole was like four pack a day, dude. Oh, wow. Of course, in the John Wayne episode, we talked about how yeah. many he smoked. Sometimes like seven packs a day. Seven packs after of getting cigarettes. nuked. God, imagine get the breath oh, on that guy. Seven packs—that's one hundred and forty cigarettes in a day, just nonstop. I want to have now. I have
0: to Google Paul Rubens and, and Pee Wee Herman and see how many he smoked. Right. All right, well, let's get some final scores for our boy Pee Wee. Mikey, what you got?
2: Um, man. Well, like I said. uh Show was great. A lot of boxes checked there, you know, nostalgia, tons of room for masturbation jokes, which we landed <laughs> over and over again. A lot of talk about the sort of etiquette in a Jack Shack
0: porno theater back in the day. Um, which I sometimes I do think about how that stuff worked. Yeah, I'm narrow theater, can't be on the same row. You can't be too high up either, because then you're getting a full vision. Yeah, like the yeah, but yeah. there wasn't stadium seating back in the day. <laughs> and you probably gotta be pretty proud if you're down low where everybody can see you. <laughs>
2: yeah it's true eight inches up front all the way to the back yep well and if you're frequenting those places i mean you definitely have dudes approaching you from time to time i'm sure of course need a hand with that (laughs) (laughs) you know because sometimes somebody probably said yeah 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 Yeah. Uh why not um but uh the, the real problem here and if it wasn't for the potential for the child pornography I would have kept him. I honestly probably would have dropped him to a three point five. Child pornography—it's real tough, man. So I am going to have to put him at a with child pornography, man. I gotta, I gotta put him at a six. That's the Steven Seagal level. I know, I know. Child porn is just so bad, dude. It is. It's just—I mean, it's yeah. That's the one thing. Like I just wish he hadn't done that pee wee
1: and embezzle money. Yeah, that's different. You know,
2: totally different. You know, but yeah. And, I, you know, even that is like, it would, it's also sort of, you know, if they'd caught him, like, with kids and stuff like that, then they, you're just like, oh, e- even worse. But this one, you're just like, yeah, dude, something's off
0: there. Naked pictures of boys.
2: No, them. no, no, no. I don't care how artistic it is. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here, man. Yeah. All
0: right. Mikey with a 6.0. Buddy, what do you got post-show? All right. So,
1: uh, man, yeah, like Mikey said, that was an awesome episode, Randy. I appreciate you picking the topic. Absolutely. Um. Thank, uh Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Ninety. Chewbacca. Ninety. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. It's tough. You know. I. I. I've always enjoyed Pee Wee's work in the Pee Wee realm <laughs> outside of. <laughs> it's
0: funny to hear that. Yeah. I've always enjoyed Pee Wee's work. Yes. <laughs> yes. His 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 handiness. <laughs> itiveness. That's right. Um. I. I
1: think that he was one of the best parts of Blow. Yes. Um his character I him and Bobcat Goldway in that oh, movie yeah, yeah, are yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um but uh yeah it, it's tough, you know, the the child pornography thing. I am still not 100% sold on it, but at the same time you, you know where like you said where there's smoke there's fire and you ca- you know got to yeah. keep on looking that way and it's it's hard. Yeah, on uh, well, no pun intended. <laughs> um it just sucks cuz he's he was an icon of our generation. Yeah. You know, just like Ernest P. Worrell. And, uh, you know, just it, it just sucks. I originally started him off at a 4.6, and I've got to bump him up a little bit, and I hate it. But I am going to give him a little bit of a shadow of a doubt. I'm just not 100% convinced, but I am going to bump him up to a 5.75 as a final asshole score. I'd feel more comfortable if they were like,
2: he had one painting of a nude boy instead of being yeah. like, Hundreds of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh. Um, naked boys. And but so were they, But the,
1: once again, were
0: they actually naked boys? Or Yeah, one was <laughs> called nude boy or something like that. So, I don't know. I and, didn't see them, and, and I sh- won't be observing them yeah, anytime no, soon. I'm not Googling this. But apparently, uh, like, if the DA is
2: getting a charge, if they're bringing an indictment, I feel like they're yeah. probably pretty confident.
3: Oh,
2: uh,
1: Yeah.
0: I got to push them up to Seagal then. 6.0. All right. 6.0 for Buddy. Randy, bring us home so uh, my score initially was a little bit higher because i I remember the second episode uh, a little more vividly but i didn't remember the the detail of it and to your point the smoke and fire if like it had been one or the other to happen you know eh, the child pornography thing you can't you can't ever see that um i had this dude's final score to 6.38 all right there's a final score above nancy grace and below gordon ramsay
2: What if the cops just hated him and it was just he just had a bunch of boys' life magazines because he was like (laughs) a really adamant scout,
1: (laughs) or it was like a research material?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, like Pete Townsend. I'm sure
0: you like the weeblows, huh?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I bet you do. Uh, But do you guys
2: remember Pete Townsend from the Who?
0: The Who. And
2: then he got he got arrested in the early 2000s, looking at child porn online, Uh, and he said that he was trying. To do research for a documentary. And then he was like, yeah, I changed my mind. (laughs) 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 And I was like, you're a pedophile, I think, Pete (laughs) Townsend. Yikes, damn. (sighs) Yeah, Teenage wasteland! (laughs)
1: That changes it a little bit when you hear this. All right. With a 6.0 from Michael, a (laughs) 6.0 from Buddy, and a 6.38 from Randy... Pee-wee Herman's final asshole score
0: is a 6.13. All right, 6.13, awesome territory. We now have Pee-wee Herman on the same scale as John Wayne on our asshole (laughs) scale, both at 6.13. Pee-wee Herman and John Wayne have the same score.
2: Both voices that you do very excellent. I would like to pause here and let you create a conversation between John Wayne and Pee-wee
0: get that pervert away from my score
3: Ah, i'm right next to you asshole
0: (laughs) that was excellent randall Uh, that's about all i got and that's about all we got for this episode of asshole court all you patreon members in the fart circle you're very welcome because by now you have your swag they're badass bottle openers customized ahc logo on them not logo but it's got our name on the on the thing they're badass uh if you want to get one, become a Fart Circle member and you too can get in on the sticker swag and all the, uh, the gifts that we send out quarterly. So, as always, we definitely appreciate the support. Be kind to one another and we will see you next time on Asshole Court. <laughs> <laughs>